Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. I have analyzed the top 25 of the S&P 500 that makes 40.54% of the S&P 500. So that's a good indication of where the S&P 500 is going. And here I want to really make a summary. We'll discuss the S&P also from a price perspective that's very important, the valuation and the general risk and rewards going forward for the index. If you enjoyed this video, smash that like button and consider subscribing if you like the risk and reward mentality when it comes to investing. And let's immediately start with that. So risk and reward, when it comes to S&P 500 American good businesses, the key for the risk and reward is the price. Risk is a function of price and also the reward when it comes to investing. And very simple, the S&P 500 has doubled, let's say, over the last five years, a little bit lower now, but that is an indication again of the current situation and then expectation. So this was really booming and now it is correcting a little bit, which is again normal. But in March 2020, the SAP was at 2,300 points. Then it hit a high of 4,800 recently and now we are at 4,259. The key is that when it doubles from 2,300 to 4,800, it is logical, mathematical that returns will be half and the risk is higher. So that is the risk and reward of investing and you have to see at which level it fits you. This doesn't mean that the S&P 500 is a bad investment from now onward. It just means that it was better in the past. And the key is that you understand the risk and reward and see how it fits you. Because investing is about the price you pay for the accumulation of a good value business like what the S&P 500 represents. And to know what to expect, we have to look at the valuation. So the current S&P 500 price earnings ratio is 25, which means that the earnings yield is 4% and that is a return you can expect plus the growth ahead. If we look at all these companies, the growth ahead expected is really, really staggering. So 13%, 25% for Tesla, Berkshire a little bit lower, Nvidia higher, but really what is pricing in that we'll never see a recession ever again, that growth will be there forever, and that interest rates will stay low. And those are the key risks when it comes to investing in the S&P 500 valuation, interest rates, economy, and growth ahead. Even inflation can be a risk. So let's discuss really the economy a little bit. We have a situation where the government is spending more than it makes and this is a situation that it looks like will go on forever. So really borrowing 21% of the budget this year and then the expectations are that it will continue to borrow around 5% per year and like that into eternity. And that is definitely a risk because real growth of the economy is expected to be around 1.5%, not much more. And as the businesses represent the economy, then you also have to expect this as a growth rate 
of course, plus inflation from your businesses. But if the government will have to increase interest rates to cover or to get more interest into the treasuries to cover for the debt, then also that might impact consumption, especially if interest rates go up, if we have inflation. So there is a plethora of factors that can hit the S&P 500. And I don't think the market is pricing in the risks because we don't know what the future will look like. Now it looks like, okay, the Fed will intervene, push rates to the level where it's healthy for the economy, but we are always playing that game. So now a little bit here, a little bit there, but the fact is that the debt in the S&P 500 government is just growing, growing and growing and If you try to spend more for years than what you make, it will end up ugly. And that's the key risk also for the S&P 500. Because, okay, now interest rates are low, but at some point in time, the Fed might start increasing interest rates. And this is the 10-year treasury that I'm using here for comparisons. We have seen the earnings yield of the S&P 500 at 4%, growth 2% plus inflation, so still better than the treasury. But if these rates keep going higher and higher, then there might be issues also from a valuation standpoint for the S&P 500. And of course, that is just going higher and higher in relation to GDP. So that is also a factor there. And then you have to see how the risk and reward fits your requirements. This is the public list of my analyzed stocks. You can download it in the description below for free. And I have made a valuation for the S&P 500 just to give you an indication on what and where the S&P 500 is and what to expect. I have taken the dividends in points and then expecting a growth rate of 5% that can be higher depending on inflation, but real returns 5%. If I expect a 10% return and the dividend expected from the market remains at 2% or lower, now it's even lower, but if it is at 2%, then the intrinsic value for the S&P 500 from that perspective is half what it is now. And that really shows the risk of investing in the index fund. Of course, if the growth rate is higher, let's say 8% forever, and the terminal multiple is at 1.20 something dividend yield forever, thus no increase in interest rates, knowing higher expectations, then we are still, let's say, fairly priced for a 10% return, which is what everyone touts as the expected return. If things turn ugly and we have recessions and just check here historical recessions those were much more often than it is the case now we practically didn't have a recession for 15 years which means that the next one when the fed loses control of managing recessions will be even bigger and that is then a big big risk that you don't know when it will materialize for the sap 500 and if that happens and if earnings dividend growth is much lower and the terminal multiple, let's say interest rates go up and now everyone expects a 4% dividend for the S&P 500, 
which by the way is the historical average so if just things return to normal then the S&P 500 can easily fall 75%. This is the risk reward of course 10% expected return for now if I put 6% here then the index is even cheap from that perspective so uh, the returns should be good long term. But now there is a catch here when it comes to strategies. S&P 500 is good businesses especially if you are US dollar oriented and that means that if it crashes and you have a strategy where your dollar cost average month per month per month you will do well over time. That's the key. You will not do great from the current level but if it goes up you're okay with it. If it goes down and you keep buying and building your wealth around it, you will do well over time. That's the key investment strategy. And then you have to see whether you want to invest more time into individual stocks you want more or you're happy with this strategy. You will be well off over 20-30 years. And if you're not focusing on the price but on the value, that's the right strategy to go. So nothing wrong with the S&P 500. There are certainly risks that will materialize sooner or later. So that's something to keep in mind. The biggest worry that I have is that people put in money now expecting 7 to 10% returns forever. That is risky and therefore I did this risk and reward analysis. So you have to see how the risk and reward of the S&P 500 fits your personal investment life, your personal financial goals because this is not a business. It might be a business for me, for you it's personal. That's the key concept people have to understand when it comes to investing. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.